Welcome in. It's Hef, Sam, and Dan on the fan on demand. I'm Dan Plucker, the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show. He is Evan Heffelfinger, the associate producer of the Bill Michaels Show, and then Sports alongside as well, and the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Network. Wow, across Wisconsin and creeping into wide. Illinois, potentially in the future, going to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. So that's pretty cool. Yes, sir. And then we also got Sam Schmitz. The producer extraordinaire, the Swiss Army knife of the radio station, who just covered the big Bucks and 76ers game that we'll talk about later on in the show. Sam, how you doing? Hello. Oh, wow, your mic is hot. Is it? Well, yes. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta crank that down a little bit there. That that mic over there is pretty hot, and ours are pretty quiet. It's true. That's Hello? the case. I can't even there. hear myself. Really? Oh, adjust the headphones because that jack is all okay. sorts of. Wild. We're good. We're, we're good. Go. All right, we're set now. We're going. We're rocking and rolling. Technical difficulties. So, uh, last week I was out. Mm-hmm. Yep. You guys did a great show. It was funny. I listened to the whole thing. Thank you. Um, what was a travesty for me, though, was the fact that every once in a while, the big show will have these segments where they just have a hilarious segment, and it'll last like a full hour, and they'll just be laughing and goofing off the whole time, and it won't be a sports topic, but it'll be just fantastic radio. And that has yet to happen in my tenure as the executive producer, which has been about three or four months, except for... <laughs> the day that I'm off, and they do their Valentine's Day take, and it just goes off. And that was so funny. The, the three clips at the end it of the incredible. last episode. If you missed them, if you don't want to listen to any of the rest of the crap that happened in that show, not saying that it was crap because it was awesome, but yeah. go back and listen to the last 15 minutes of that show, and you guys will not be disappointed. I really wish we would have done a whole hour on that topic because it all started when Gary said that Valentine's Day should be celebrated the whole weekend. And right. me and, and Leroy and Sparky and me in the back were just all looking at each other like, what did this yeah. guy just say? Yeah, so Leroy, or sorry, Gary thought that it was the second Friday of every February was when Valentine's Day was, not mm-hmm. the 14th. Yeah. So he brought that up again this week. Because he uh, was doing one of his reads, and it still was a Valentine's Day read. And he's like, oh, just because Valentine's Day is past us and that weekend. And Sparky was like, Gary, you do know that Valentine's Day isn't on a weekend every year, right? And he's like, what are you talking about? It's the weekend every year. No. The whole three days. And so, like, yeah, it was really funny. Anyway, I was out. I was uh, in Phoenix helping my parents move. Oh. Um. Yeah, it was a blast. Uh, so... One of the, I, so I came back with a couple of questions, just life questions that we're going to talk about to start the show. Okay. So first of all, I saw this today too because today is a super warm day. It's like forty five degrees. It's right. a Sunday here in Milwaukee, by the way. We're coming at you at a Sunday mid afternoon. It's about one o'clock here, and I'm wearing shorts. Evan's wearing pants. I'm, I'm mad Sam's at myself wearing, for yeah. wearing pants. <clears throat> right, but I'm wearing a it's, very it's, loose like long sleeve shirt. Yes. So. In in Phoenix, it was like seventy degrees every day. I was there. Wow! And there were people wearing parkas, like full on winter weather coats, in Arizona. So, my question to you guys is: What temperature does it have to be for you to wear shorts? Forty five. Yeah. Forty five to fifty. Around fifty. Around fifty degrees. That's kind of yeah. right where I sit too. Now, there's a difference. Like if it's spring, I'll break them out early. But if it's like summer going into fall, then maybe once it starts getting like fifty five ish, I might start yeah. going towards pants. But 
I I usually always I'm a <clears throat> I don't know about you guys. I'm a pants guy. Oh, I'm, so a, like, sh- I'm a short. Even yeah, when it's even guy when it's too. warm, sometimes I'll still wear pants, but I'll like have like really loose shirts and all that. Okay. So I'll still be celebrating, you know, the warm weather so and stuff how, like that. Wow. How about the other way around? When do you put on your like heavy winter coat? Because for me, it's, never. it's zero degrees. Yeah, it's got to be like below 20. I, I put it on when I know that the wind chills like negative 20. Otherwise, right. I'm wearing like a jacket and a hoodie. Yeah, same. That's that's kind of how I am too. Okay, so that was my first question for you. Great answers. Thank you. <laughs> My second question I studied was so this so this year it is um, my in-laws' fiftieth birthday. Each of them, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, they'll each be turning fifty in this year. And so, wow, their kids, my wife and the kids, want to do a big thing. They want to get dad a drum set and mom a oh. and mom a huge. Um, I don't really know. No, it's like a big wind chime, basically, because she's been wanting a big wind chime for mm. a long time. So we've kind of divvied out the math, and it would sit around like 200 250 bucks a person for both presents. For a wind chime. For for a wind chime and a drum set, yes. No. Now, have I... And sorry. So, so that's, that's, that's kind of the route that we're taking. Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> have I got a deal for you? Do you have a drum set that you're trying to sell? Yes. Okay, but I have to ship it all the way out there. But anyway, so I, so my, we'll we'll talk about that off air. But okay. I I do like maybe the proposition there. Um. So the question is, how much money are you willing to spend on your in laws for their birthday? Uh, or like or, literally, or just your parents, like like girlfriend's parents or your parents specifically. I'm very cheap, so like fifty bucks max. Okay. I'm not the right person to ask that question. My parents, I'll spend, you know, it depends on the gift. Like, you know, my dad, I'll get him, like, uh, MLB extra innings because he's a Cubs fan. So, like, okay. that, that's, like, a, a little gift for me because then it also yeah, kind of benefits use it too, me right. too. <laughs> but so I, I think I'm right around Sam, like, maybe 50 bucks. I've never bought a gift for a, a significant other's parents. But then again, I've never been in a thing long and enough that, to get, like, super, sure. super close with a significant so other's I, I don't know. I don't know what to do because then – so it was my mother-in-law's birthday the day after we left Colorado. So I went from Arizona to Colorado back to here. And so the day after I so left. And so two states that have weed legal. So I, we I, should check his back. I did not smoke weed. I do not have weed on me. Hmm. So Sure. I, what does that smell? I promise like? I don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Way to make it peg, peg that on me. Anyway. Drug guy. Big drug guy. Um so then it was so it was my mother in law's birthday the day after we left, right? And one of the kids said, Wow, we have to, we're gonna get them something bigger too, but we should also get her this forty dollar um it was more than that, maybe fifty or sixty or even more to eighty before we backed out of it because I was like, No, we're not doing that. But she wanted to us to split up a gift basket of lint truffles. It was like what? 180 lint truffles for 80 bucks or something like I'm that. sorry, no. but you guys are terrible with gift ideas. That's, they're not my ideas, guys. I know, but I'm, like, I'm, you can suggest that, like, hey, maybe we do, like, something else. <laughs> hey, what if we get, like, so then, literally, what if we get them, like, bathrobes? So, like, literally anything else. <laughs> so then when we're there, uh, my wife goes, oh, hey, so we, we know your birthdays are this year, but something is coming. Don't worry about it. And then they both go, well, we don't want anything. We just oh, want you bold. guys. Well, no, this is their thing. The best present for us would be if all of you were here, yeah. is what they say. Aww. That's what they so, say, but it's also bull. So I I don't know. It's just like, 
I would rather go out to Colorado and spend a couple of days there in like the warm sure sun and yes, just yes. get them like one and of those Visa gift cards where they can spend it on whatever they want. <laughs> I, yeah, that's honestly so a good gift. It's, it's honestly it's, a great not, gift. Yeah, for our generation it is, but I don't think it is for that generation. No, Fair. They always say that the, like a gift card's not a thoughtful gift, but if you get them a gift card like that, it's one of the most thoughtful things you can do. Because you're letting them decide what they want. You're not trying to get into their head and trying to figure out what they want. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just, right, because then what if we get them these super expensive things and they hate it or never use it? Because my father-in-law used to be in a band and was a drummer, and then he sold his drums for more money when they were kids. Does he want to be in a band with me? Uh, Probably not. I I, I want to be in a band so bad. I play, I play like four instruments. Just someone yeah. play music with me. I, what, what instruments do you play? Because I know you're a percussionist, right? Yeah, I grew up playing percussion, and then I taught myself guitar, bass, and ukulele. Because I thought it would get me women okay. in college, and then it didn't. But then I like, <laughs> really liked it, so I just kept going. Okay, cool. Well, why don't you ask Tim Allen? You and Tim could make oh, our song. Oh, yeah. Oh. I could rock we, the electric triangle, too, in the back. See, I, the problem is I haven't seen Tim in three months, but he a couple times has been like, hey, bring your guitar into the studio. I'll bring in mine, and we'll jam. And I'm like... Hell yes. Let's do that. But then I also haven't seen him in three months. Yeah. So so he does a lot of shows from home. But and he that's just okay. is never there when I'm there. That's also the case. He's never there for me. <laughs> I'm really you trying want, to like, take- like a 50-year-old man there for you. But- I'm, I, I'm trying to take this show off the rails. I apologize, That's okay. <laughs> this is an off-the-rails segment. It's We're been, talking it's about It's been life. a long weekend. Yeah. So uh, those are the two big questions that I had for you guys. Do you have any questions for me about my trip? Um, so you said no weed, okay. No weed. Um, how many times did you go to In-N-Out? I went to In-N-Out three times, and unlike Joe's and Zola, I only posted it once, and I posted it once just to make fun of Joe's and Zola on yeah. Twitter. Did you see that? Yeah, and when I, when we were tweeting you, it was more so of a shout-out thing. It wasn't, you know, well, yeah. oh, when you guys any disrespect got back yeah. at me disrespect. at the Culver's. It was a little bit of disrespect, but it that's was, okay. It was, because Culver's is the greatest burger joint. That's... In all of so America, well, it's up there. That's just so false. I'm sorry, does In and Out also have like great things like custard and stuff like that? Yeah, but the cust- custard is what makes Culver's good. Hashtag not a sponsor. That's not true. They have Culver's cust- has great. Culver's other stuff. has good everything. The, the Fish Ruben, fries are great. Okay, so what I like at Culver's, melts, what I, when I go to Culver's, strips, strips I get a Reuben. I think their Reuben is really yeah, good. Reuben. Does In and Out have a Reuben? No, but no, the thing they, is, instead the they thing have is, burgers on lettuce. But In and Out Burger doesn't does In and Out all of this have a corn dog? Culver's has corn dogs. That's exactly so. I had an ex make fun of me one time because she was like, Yeah, my favorite thing at Culver's is a corn dog. I was like, What? I didn't know that. And I ran a poll. She was like, Are you stupid? Everybody knows that they have corn dogs. I ran a poll. It had like 30 votes. And the vast majority said that they didn't know Culver's had a damn uh, a corn dog. And I, it's, I still haven't bought one. Yeah. But Culver's has a corn dog, they just for future crazy. reference. They should have brats. Um, so the thing Ooh. is, In-N-Out Burger doesn't need all of this other crap. Oh, they, yeah, sure. All they need uh-huh. is their burger and fries. It's literally the only so two like things on the five menu, guys? pretty much. It's burger, I fries, and milkshake. So it's equivalent to Five Guys. No, it's see, better than Five Guys. Well, see, but I'm just saying, like, the menu range. Well, I've only honestly, I've only eaten at Five Guys, like, once. So I don't really remember the menu the, at the Five Guys. The biggest knock so on Five Guys is their price. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But they have burgers where it's like, it's probably like $10 for a double, but you can get as many toppings as you want on it. So I usually, when I go, I'll get like 10 toppings on it. It's just this yeah. slot bucket, but it's and so, if you get so like a, good. If you get a small fry, they give you like 
a full bag. Fries for days, basically. Sure. I, they have my favorite French fries. The Cajun? The Cajun French fries from Five Guys are the yeah. best. Hashtag not the a sponsor. Grease, the grease literally soaks off the bag. That sounds it's terrible disgusting. for you. But it, but it's, it's probably so good. really good. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, I guess that's the other question. Favorite fast food chain restaurant. What is it? Is it Culver's for both of you? Taco Bell. Taco Bell? Yeah, Culver's for me, probably. Okay, and mine's and then Five Guys. Place. I'm a big burger guy, so yeah, Five like Guys is up there, too. too. Taco Bell, though? Trashy Taco Bell? I'm it's not, a, not I, trashy. Have I told you guys about the tattoo that I want to get? No. My parents me. said no. <laughs> Shocking that you um, want to get a Taco Bell tattoo and your parents disapproved. So, so you know how their slogan is Live Moss? Yeah. I wanted to get a tramp stamp that said Live Moss, because <laughs> oh. I thought that would be really, really funny, but my parents were not... <laughs> You know, fond I would have of lost the idea. all respect for you. But that's funny. Eh, is but, it? <laughs> Evan, what happens when you lean over and somebody just glances and they see Liv Moss right next then to your they, butt? They either say nice ass or nice tattoo. What's the problem? Oh, man. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, so let's take was, a quick break after that. I was uh, going to say something, but I can't oh, okay. remember anymore. Rats. I think it's all right. <laughs> what about Taco Bell? Okay, oh. so the food at Taco Bell, hey. not just the slogan. But what, what, by the way, what makes Taco Bell your favorite? I don't know. It just it, it's almost like a sentimental thing. Like in high school, my friends and I would go like two, three times a week. The dollar menu is unmatched. It is agreed. Um, and you know you can go there, eat a full meal for four dollars, and you're full. That's what I, I do. Like and and it tastes, I feel really poor and don't feel like making food at home because there's tastes, one right across the street from the radio station. Mm-hmm. So it tastes really yummy. By the way, speaking of yummy, do you guys know that Shamrock Shakes are back in McDonald's? Mm-hmm. They have an Oreo McFlurry Shamrock Shake. What? I tried it yesterday. And. Pretty good. Okay. Very small for the price. So, wait, is it a McFlurry? It's a McFlurry. Okay, gotcha. With I thought mint. you said it was a... With mint and Oreo. Okay. I could I could see it being good. It sounds very good. It was very good, but it was very small. Like, it was almost the size of, like, this 12-ounce soda can. Okay, that's pretty small. For, like, three and a half dollars. It was not <laughs> worth it. It was not worth it. So the consensus is so not if, worth it. If Don't I were go to, get if it. If I were to get a Shamrock Shake, because that would be what, like two fifty, mm-hmm. and it's bigger, that's worth it. But for three fifty for a like a twelve ounce thing of ice cream, you'll eh, pass. Yeah, probably. I mean, I would still buy it again, and I probably will. But like, yeah. All right. Well, no, I'm I'm really sorry, guys. On that I'm, I'm going to leave. This is all on you. I'm going to. On that note. On that note, we're going to take a break. I'm going to check out. When we come back, and once Evan. Uh, Recovers his thoughts. We'll be talking about the. <laughs> we'll be talking Bucks and 76ers and that uh, huge game that happened last night. And Evan is officially out really the is building. Leaving. He well, might. His, his backpack. His is backpack here. is still here. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's a telltale bottle. sign that you'll still see him right after this when we come back. Coach Bud came before the game, right? And he said something really right. He's like, it's easy to like respond when you get your butt whooped. On Christmas Day, and uh, the previous game we did a great job just responding. Okay, but now can you like do that again? And I was like, man, like that's what exactly I wanted. I needed to hear before the game, and everybody needed to hear that. And we came out and we tried to do it again. We tried to say that you know what happened in Christmas. We're gonna try for that not to happen again. Obviously, we might lose against them. Who knows? But. We're going to play hard. I think we, on you know, Christmas Day, we didn't play good uh, We didn't play good basketball. And we're back. It's Half Sam and Dan on demand on the fan. I'm Dan Plucker. He's Evan Heffelfinger alongside Sam Schmitz. And we are now going to be breaking down quite a significant game 
from Saturday night or last night for us. Bucks and 76ers and Sam Schmitz, our own, was at the game reporting. Uh, I don't know if you can call it reporting. We're uh, going to call it reporting. <laughs> you were out there He went into the locker room after the game, asked questions, got some audio for the station. You were, were be, our beat writer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> beat writers. He's he's the Swiss Army knife. Like mm-hmm. we said, he does a little bit of it is fu- It is fun, though. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love covering games. Um, and so we have a little bit of audio we'll play back from you for Giannis talking about a shot and the game in general and then the Christmas Day game that they got walloped in against the There's 76ers. A lot of good bites on that stuff just yeah. from, like, you know, whether or not they could actually, like, repeat for their last home win against the Sixers compared to the Christmas Day right. loss and stuff like that. Chris Middleton had some good stuff to say about that, too. Yeah. So, guys, just a really quick thing. Remember when the national media was saying that the Bucks got exposed on Christmas Day? Yeah. What's happened in the two games since then? Lots of Bucks wins. Blowouts. Um, just so Giannis, kicking, Gian- Giannis somehow finding another gear. Embiid shooting like seven for 45. Yeah, he's been really bad. Uh, so that's that's kind of our question is, are the 76ers still the biggest threat to the Bucks in the East? Nope. No. I think they are. Nope. So I guess since I'm uh, playing a little bit of devil's advocate, because I, I, I... You can I'll, start first. I'll start. Please so, elaborate. So here is why I think the 76ers are still the biggest threat. I, uh, they, in my opinion, have the second most talented roster in the East, behind the Bucks, And right now, they are in turmoil. And that's pretty obvious. Their locker room has been very bad this year. Between ben, the whole Ben Simmons, Embiid, who's the real number one there... And all of the arguments that have been going on in the locker room because of that. And Embiid's going out there saying he's the best player in the world, which is obviously not true. And obviously just trying to one-up Ben Simmons. And so they clearly are not in a good mental or team state right now. And Dante DiVincenzo, on the other hand, when he was on the air with Bill Michaels on the Bill Michaels Basketball Hour. Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Thank you. Did I say Bill Michaels basketball hours? Well, the no, Milwaukee basketball. Yeah. We, know what, you, we know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you guys are talking I mean, about. it yeah. is Bill Michaels uh, on the Bill Michaels Sports, Sports Talk, Talk Network. Network. And Steve Novak. Basketball. And, and Steve, Steve Novak. Novak. So Dante DiVincenzo said that this Bucks team is pretty much unlike any other team he's been on. Um, or it's very similar to the college teams he was on yeah. when they won championships because they're so close. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the team is so close. If one guy goes out to dinner when they're out on the road. The whole team basically goes. Yeah. And so that kind of tightness and close-knit group is what what is making this Bucks team so good. It's part of the camaraderie, camaraderie of the team and just it explains how why they play so well because they're just so interconnected all of the time. And that is not happening right now in the Philadelphia locker room. No. Can that change? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably not going to be clean. Uh, but like I said, in terms of talent, I think that they have – the second best roster in the East, and I think that if they can even just sort of kind of come together and realize, like, guys, if we want to actually contend, we need to be better with each other on a daily basis so that we can be better on the court. And so if somebody in that locker room, hopefully, cough, cough, Al Horford, the veteran that's there to do this, uh, if he's he can just, go he's in. He's just there. He's just it there. Literally, it literally, last it's, night, it just felt like he was there. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's got to step up. I think it, it starts with him being like, guys, I'm 30 whatever. I only have a couple of years of good basketball left. I want to win a championship. We need to figure this bleep out. 
and that's so much it's easier that easy. said than done. I know, I know, especially but, when uh, you have like fiery personalities of Embiid and Ben Simmons. It's it's it, you're running out of time. The too. thing it's is, so much easier well, said than done. Okay, but James Harden and Russell Westbrook figured it out. Eh. Not really. En- enough though, where they're playing good basketball. Well, they figured it out because they realized they both have to play hero ball for them to even have a chance at winning. So they both know that they're going to get theirs. Meanwhile, Philly, there are like they probably have the second best starting lineup in the East. They have to worry about who's gonna get what touches, and I feel like Harden and Westbrook, their games complement each other better because Harden does have a really good shot. I don't think Embiid and Simmons can long term no. coexist. Fun thing, at all. They, long fun term, they, no. Fun thing you mentioned that I was listening to a podcast the other day on the Ringer where they were just recapping some of the. This is probably like three days ago. They're just recapping some of the games. Mm-hmm. So this is before uh, last night's win. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. So with Embiid on the floor and Al Horford and Simmons on the bench, you want to guess what the Sixers plus minus is? Probably like six. You want to guess? Plus sixteen. Yeah. I couldn't believe it either, but it makes hmm. sense because because when you have Horford hmm. off the I know off the floor when Embiid's on, there's so much more room for spacing, whether it be for the shooters and right. Embiid to get in the paint and stuff like that. And when Shocking you got the Simmons off too, but yeah, when you have Simmons off too, it just makes sense because you can you know there's more room for the shooters and you're not having to worry. Right, you know, the defense can just like wall up with Simmons on the floor, and it almost felt like they could get better shots up as soon as Simmons left the game, you know, what was it, halfway through the first quarter and right. stuff like that until yeah. he was ruled out. And I think that might be, this might be a blessing for the like the Philadelphia 76ers because it sounds like Simmons is going to miss a couple games with that back injury. I mean, they said before the game that every time he went out, you know, on the bench that he was just going to go in the locker room and get back treatment. So right. I think this will be a good couple games for them to try to figure out, you know, who can step up in that role to maybe help them. But I still think... Even if they figure it out, I I just don't buy them. Like, yeah, they can maybe get in the second round depending on who they match up against, but I just don't see them as legit playoff contenders. Well, I I just think that they match up with the Bucks the best out of anybody in the East in terms of their size. Yeah, and so, but I mean, they also the, have to have what you know franchise nights like right, they did on right. Christmas. And that, yeah. Well, I was gonna say that. I mean, I don't think that anybody is beating the Bucks out of the East. I th- I think we can all agree on that. I think the Bucs are going to make it out of yeah. this. Knock on wood, but I right. agree. Well, yeah. Right. If they stay healthy, if they continue this dominance that they're on, I don't think anybody's going to touch them. Tobias Harris but, had a very bad game last night, too. Yes, he, he did. And so did Embiid. 11 points and on so that's, 3 for that's, 10 that's, that's kind of my point. Like, the two of the best players on the team, along with Ben Simmons, who's hurt. So basically three of them were inept in the game. Mm-hmm. And so if, but at what point do you credit the Bucks, Bucks for defense? that? Right, right. No, it's okay. I, I understand. Two but not, games for but not every game like is going that. to is going to be like that. Not every game is going to be an off right. night for people. No. They're going to be nights when they're on, like they were when they beat the Bucks on, on Christmas Day. Yeah, and they were really, really, really on that day. But somewhere in between, I think that they compete very, very closely with the Bucks in a seven game series. I, probably I goes four, I, probably goes five or six games and I think the Bucks But you got to take in mind yeah. too, they're so good at home, but they're so bad on the road against teams with that's winning true. records. So that's going to hurt them in the playoffs too. I said it right after the Christmas Day loss. It's still Bucks and 6 in that series. Right. And it's not even for the meme. Like that's legitimately No, yeah, how if, it would if they go. match up right. against the 76ers, I it's not it's not, you know, four or five games. It's six what, or seven. So my question to you guys is what other team in the East is going to Take the Bucks that that deep into a series. Yeah, I was talking to that was with Spencer Williams last night. We were just kind of talking about it halfway throughout the game. And for me, I said Toronto and Miami. Those are the only two that I can say are actual threats. 
I would say the Celtics scare me, but the fact that they don't have a center. Yeah, it's just such yeah, a it's, it's, like, it's like ball. playing it's against the gonna... Houston Rockets. But they'll be scary in a year or two. Like yeah. one, I mean, because Jalen Brown has had a, a fantastic oh, year. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is a star now. Yep. And the the addition of Kemba was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Marcus That's, Smart's having a career year. I'm, I hate him. I know, but he, you got to acknowledge it. He is having a great yeah. year. Well, yeah, because he's not shooting 33% yeah. from the There's, field. He's made so many like game-winning defensive plays, too. I mean, he's probably got, like, what, four or five this season? Yeah. So, But it, it's the heat. The thing yeah. is, you think so you think it's the heat. So what what kind of wall can the heat build to stop Well, Bam Adebayo. Right, just pretty, Bam. Starting off with there. I mean, he's, he's he'd be like the Pascal Siakam of the Eastern Conference Finals last year guarding Giannis. Yeah, kind of like a Marcus Gasol, but they better do have, defensive. Uh, Iguodala now, he's a, yep. a crafty veteran defender who could probably do well on Giannis. Um, Kelly Olynyk for some reason, pisses me off. Well, I mean, oh, it, it's not for some reason he pisses me off. He pisses me off because he pisses our, me off. But one of our he, episodes, he's, he's, he's so good yeah. against the Bucks. So, so the wall is Olynyk, Bam Adebayo, and who else? Sorry, uh, probably. Andre Iguodala, then mix in Jimmy Butler trying to get in there and slap See, the ball See, but I, away I don't and... think that's enough. Like, when you think of the size of the 76ers, it's so much different than that. The The defensive prowess well, of the guys yeah, there. Defensively, they're better, but then you go on offense and you can shut them down because they don't have an offensive identity. The Heat have an offensive they identity. They do. You're right. You're Jay right. Crowder has been a very good pickup for him, too. I, I would yeah. argue, like, out of the moves that they made, Jay Crowder has been the best addition so far. Okay, and I, yeah. we got to keep in mind too. Granted, this was like maybe what the second or third game of the regular season for the Bucks. First game at home. This was without Jimmy Butler against the Heat. They had a twenty point lead and they still blew it because you had guys like Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero was having a pretty good game. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Gordon Dragic, yeah, Gordon Dragic. Just I don't know. He's kind of reached back into his. He probably he's prime been a pretty good. He probably player. should be six man of the year. But yeah, I'm, I know he's. You can always say that, but like you got to like just watching him this year. It's like he's dipped back into his Phoenix Suns prime years a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when you combine that with all the role players that they have, Spolstra, I, well, yeah, they, the, they they the, their mentality just scares me. Not more, only do more they have anything. a deep roster, but they have a a tried and tested coach in yeah. Eric Spolstra and they have Pat Riley up in the front office doing everything he can to get him to that point. That's a team that scares me the most. If they had gotten Danilo Gallinari at the oh, deadline, game over. Yeah. they would have been the best team. Right up with the Bucs. Yeah. I don't think they'd be better than the Bucs. No, but, but no, I'm just saying they'd the, be right the, up with the like with one, the Bucks. One B to the Bucks, one A. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that they so, would be quite that good. And then so then let's talk Raptors then. You yeah. guys said the Raptors were the other team. Toronto really scares me. They're, I mean, they're doing better than anyone expected. Siakam is a star. They're mm-hmm. hot for sure. Uh, yeah, didn't he have it, like what thirty-five last night? Mm-hmm. Thirty-five last night, like Kyle fifteen Lowry, boards. As much as I may not like him, sometimes he's still pretty good. Yep. And and like he's performing in the clutch, which is something that he hasn't he's done his done. whole career. Serge Ibaka's been even, on a tear. I mean, I mean, it's the All Star game, but even in the All Star game, like look, he was drawing charges and doing all this stuff. He right. he has that winner's mentality, and obviously they just won the championship, so he's coming off of that. Well, and Fred Van Vliet too, like he's picked up where he left off in the Eastern Crazy. Conference Finals last year yep. for this entire season. They have a bunch of like really good role players, like Norman Powell, like OG uh, Ananobi. They're a an underrated roster. I would argue that they have the second best team chemistry in all the NBA behind the Bucks. I, I think it's, that's up there too. Yeah, they do, they do, they pretty much have the whole team back outside of Kawhi from last year. Yeah, and it I goes to show the thirteen players. I mean, it's, so. It sucks losing Kawhi, but it goes to show that it wasn't just all Kawhi. It wasn't just Kawhi, right? Yeah, was, I mean Kawhi was 
it was a huge part. Yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was like not, two thirds of it. I'm not knocking that, but right. I'm just saying, you know, we got to give them credit. Well, They're and, a better team than and everybody. Said I mean, they were. that kind of pulls me back to the 76ers because last year the 76ers were oh so close to beating the Raptors in the in the semis. Literally mm-hmm. a like a, a bad triple, bounce away. Yeah, trip three bad shot. bounces away from from facing the Bucks. Yeah, so, I'm not. I'm and not, they weren't. They weren't this incredibly. Um, close-knit team last year, so it doesn't mean that they couldn't piece it together, I guess, is kind of where I'm coming from. That's the team that scares me the most if they piece it together is the 76ers. And I'm not saying that, you know, they're not. It's just, you know, it's all about getting hot at the right time, And but they're just running out of time, in my opinion, and there's too many things to... Yeah. seal up before they get into the playoffs. To me, they're fifth in the conference for a reason. Yeah. Right. They were supposed to be the number two team in the conference, and... They haven't played like a team that is that good so far this season. I mean, you look at a, a playoff team that is supposedly one with championship aspirations, and they are that bad at home. That's not good. That's not a, a way to win in the playoffs. Now, maybe if you want to go conspiracy theory, maybe they're doing this on purpose so that people underestimate them in the playoffs, yeah. but I highly doubt highly that's what's doubt. going on. It's just straight up Embiid and Simmons cannot coexist. The Al Horford signing was great for defense, but offensively it stunted them even more. Mm-hmm. Committing that kind of money to Tobias Harris wasn't a great idea. They're not the team to beat. <laughs> okay. I'm just looking at well, their bench too. It's just a whole bunch of their their bench. Like so, they they did some very good. Yeah, things. Burks looked good last market. night. Some of the guys they added did look pretty good in and the then, early on. What is his name? Frickin' Cormats like. Ferkman, Ferkman, Furkan Kormats or whatever. Something like that. Korkmaz. Yeah. Yeah. He he looked like Curry all last three night. games this season against the Bucks. <laughs> he just he torches yeah. it. Right. If so anybody far, else were, he's been the only guy who can consistently hit a shot against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And if that's the guy that you have to worry about, you're cool. gonna be fine. Yeah, or like Michael Scott or something. It's like when you play the Celtics. <laughs> if you have to worry about Marcus Smart hitting threes against you, you probably have a good game plan. <laughs> sure. All right, well, here's what uh, Giannis had to say about the game last night, Sam. Oh, so okay, so kind of diving into one of our other topics based on last night's win, I think the thing that impressed me the most was the fact that Hughes, you know, Embiid and Horford were walling him up pretty good, but even so, there were some certain occasions where he's starting to bust out that fadeaway jumper that we've all kind of been hoping for, and it, it looks good, man. I mean, he talked about it. It looks um, fluid. After the game, yeah. he said that he was working on it when he had that game off in Indiana before the mm-hmm. All-Star break, and then he continued to work on it and stuff like that. So, Well, what, we have that audio, right? Let's play it. Yeah, let's hear it real quick. This is Giannis after the game last night. I was talking with uh, Carl, and uh, he told me that, you know, I shoot the ball a little bit higher uh, on those shots. That's why they were going in, and uh, I told him, like, I got to knock down two or three of those shots in the playoffs to make my life easier. Uh, I mean, when you guys were in Indiana and playing games, uh, I was back here working on that. That's something that I wanted to uh, add to my game. And uh, as I said, I got 20 more, 26 more games, and uh, I want to shoot that shot more. I want to be comfortable with that shot. There's going to be nights that I'm going to make them. There's going to be nights that I'm not going to make them. And uh, But at the end of the day, I got to be comfortable shooting that shot. So Giannis's shot has just... Slowly been improving all season. We've been seeing it the whole year. He's a lot more confidence just pulling up from deep. Um, he's been better with the catch and shoot as well. And now he's adding this this mid-range fadeaway that kind of made LeBron what he is today. That kind of made Kobe 
the player that he was. And if Giannis can continue to develop that, I mean, he's just going to be a special, special player. Can I get on my Jason Kidd soapbox real quick? Yes. People forget when Giannis was a rookie, his three-point shot was fluid. And he had a little bit of a turnaround jumper. And then Jason Kidd told him to never shoot the basketball. And it messed with his head. Yeah. And it it's really taken until this year. Like, we're on year one and a half, two years without Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. And he's just now starting to get the confidence back in his shot. And you yeah. can still see when he takes that shot, Sometimes he's second guessing Sometimes he's a little bit of hesitate, yep. If his, like, I don't know, the mechanics are a little bit slower. You can almost see it processing in his head. It's like when he shoots a free throw. You can see him mm-hmm. thinking about it, and that's all from Jason Kidd. And he talked about in that bite that we just heard that his coach told him to release it a little higher. And it, it looked like last night there wasn't even much arc on it, but it doesn't matter. Because when he's like he's seven feet, that's all you need. Right. right. It can be a flat shot, and it'll still... And the thing I loved about it is that you know after he made one or two of those... All of a sudden now opens up the lane for guys like George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, and Robin Lopez is even making threes last night. I mean, it just makes him feel more comfortable if he can knock those down, and it also makes the team just run a lot more smoother. Right. And the thing, so kind of diving into it, how many of those do you think he needs to make in the playoffs for them to function like that if they can? Uh, I mean, first round, maybe break it out, because we're going to play, I think it's either the Nets or the Well, yeah, first round, Magic. I don't think it matters, but I'm saying like well, if you match up a team against like Miami. Or- I'd say probably one early so that they, they have to respect it, and yeah. then that opens it up. It's like... Because last it, night, there was probably two, I think maybe three of those, and that's fine. That's all see, I needed. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull back, because I think they're going to end up playing the Lakers in the finals. I think that's what this all this whole season is going to boil down to. Like everybody's been fire. saying... I don't buy into Everybody's the been saying it. So, I want to go back to that Lakers-Bucks game when Giannis had to make five threes. And I don't think it's quite going to be that much. It's not going to be that much of a need. Because yeah. they've, obviously they've progressed. More players have been um, they've been playing better. I think Eric Bledsoe was out for that game, if I remember correctly. So, I think it's it sits right around three or four is where he has yeah. to be at. Not in terms of Whether necessarily three-pointers, three but a mid-range jumper. Yeah. I totally Something agree. in that. Because... If we're talking about walls, the Lakers are going to be able to build up a pretty good wall with the the base being LeBron right. and Anthony Davis. That's two and of the top six Kyle players. Kuzma, in the and they picked up uh, um, Markeith Morris. Morris. That's right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think all of the teams are kind of equipping themselves to combat Giannis. That's kind of what the whole trade deadline was and kind of Man, going forward here. It's kind of fun, isn't it? It is. Being the team that people are specifically planning for. Like, remember when... The Raptors acquired P.J. Tucker a couple years ago, and he was labeled as the LeBron stopper. <laughs> the pe- teams are trying to build. I mean, the I Sixers. Think that, that's why the Heat got Iguodala too, because we all know how good of a defender Iguodala is. Right. That and the Sixers' entire roster that they have built was built to stop Giannis mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And so far in three games this but season, it, it has only worked once. That's what I love so much about that jumper last night, because as after he made a couple of those, there's some times where he was just driving in transition. And you can see Embiid's just lining up in the paint, getting ready for him. And he, you know, it's in Embiid's mind, but he still found a way to kind of like use his elbows to get around him. Mm -hmm. So it's just like these teams are, they're still trying to use their old methods to stop Giannis, but he's adapting and he's, he's picking it up and he's changing to it. And 
it's almost like ever since this all-star break, he's just kicked it into another gear that I didn't yeah. even think was possible. We're, it's I mean, insane it's, how it's, well he's playing right now. It's Papa Giannis. I, I, I didn't want to say it, but yeah. I, I, it is. As yeah. soon as, after Liam was born. Well, and, and it's also, crazy, to man. be fair. He's got, he's got a whole new life to, to him. To be fair, he played one game in a two-week period as well, so he's just coming off very but well. The way he's been but he's playing, also Papa Giannis now. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's that's. I I loved fair. when he hit that three last night and he gave like a little shimmy. Oh yeah. Yep, that was that he was said uh, the after moments. the game. That was the uh, he was doing the Steph Curry shimmies. Eric it, it was, oh, Eric Name was, thought he was mocking Joel and Beach yeah. shimmies. So he, was, he did a shimmy, but then he also put his hands up like he yeah. did kind of like the pancake or like like a pharaoh, pharaoh dance. Yeah. No, he said it. He's yeah. just having. He's just trying to have fun. Which is what Which we is, want. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly we don't want him stressing. Do. That's when he misses his free throws. That's when he misses his his uh jumpers. So next Tuesday. Or coming up, I Big guess, in a couple of days, Tuesday. back in Toronto. Yep, that's a huge game. Jersey Drake shouting in your ear after every free throw. I just can't wait to see how he responds to that game. I think he's going to have a monster game. Oh man, because he knows exactly it. what happened the last time he was there. I think that they're. I think the Bucks are going to go in there because it's going to be that same mentality. It's yeah. going to be the same. We have a chip on our shoulder. We obviously lost the last time we were here. Everybody is still doubting us, even though that we're dominating this league. And the Raptors have won 16 games in a row, right? They lost their last game before the break. Okay, so they they won 15 in a row before the break, and they gained one spot in the Eastern Conference standings right. in the playoffs, which is just crazy. So speaking of playoffs, we're going to take a break, and when we come segue. back, Paul we're going to be— <laughs> Gosh, I hate Paul you. Paul Barton. Gosh, so well. I hate you guys. I hate you guys. So when we come back, I was trying to do this great segue, and then you throw in the It Paul was Blart. a great segue, Paul Yeah. Blart. If you listened oh to the show God. last week, you would have known that that's our I thing did now. Listen to this. I did listen to the show. I know you guys said you're going to make it a thing just to piss me off. And you know what? I guess I'm kind of trying to embrace that, but it just is very painful. So when we come back Sam, from this painful look ending. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. <laughs> So when we come back from this now tumultuous ending of the segment, we're going to be talking about all sports playoffs and which one is the best. That's We're going to be talking about that right after this. What's that? Uh, playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Welcome back to Hef Sam and Dan On Demand on the Fan. I'm Dan Plucker. He is Evan Heffelfinger alongside Sam Schmitz. And now, after we have talked about my life and my my small vacation, and uh, also we just wrapped up our Bucks and 76ers conversation, we're also going to be talking about the playoffs. 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 And not just for basketball, but for every sport. Because recently... Both the NFL and the MLB have proposed plans to change their playoff formats. And so we were just kind of wondering, what is the pinnacle of playoffs in sports? Which one is the best? Which one is must watch every single game? 414-799-1250. Well, I think we can all agree. Best one, NFL. Yeah. Yeah. You, so you guys for me it is the NFL. See, I think it's college basketball because I, does well, that count though? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many. It, teams. it counts. It 100 counts. It's the postseason. It's playoffs. Uh, there's like seven playoffs. seven games on at one time. 
Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, the reason why it's must-watch is because people don't give a damn about college basketball for three-quarters of the season. I tried watching that Baylor-Kansas game, and I was just like so, zoning in and out. Yeah, No, I watched the whole thing. I love college yeah. basketball. I watch it from the day it starts to the day it ends. Well, you're a Michigan guy. I am a Michigan guy. It doesn't do it for me but, anymore. So that's the thing. Like You guys don't give a crap about it now, but in a couple of weeks here when March Madness hits, don't you think you're going to be watching most of the games? I'll well, watch a I game know. or two. I don't even. I, I told Spencer last up. night. I don't even know if I'm going to try to make a bracket this year, just because there's. I mean, there's already so much like chaos in the top 25 Listen, as it is. I'll do what I normally do. I'll make one and I'll have the Badgers winning the national championship. See, oh, that's crazy. See, I, 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 I do like 25 no, I brackets oh, yeah. every year. They're, I think they're both first round exits. I'm completely different. I do a bra- I, I max out my brackets on ESPN. I had Marquette year. losing last year to John Moran, so I got me that too. Right. Yep. Me too. So did I. There we go. I had Wisconsin losing. Look at us. This is why I run radio. We make those dang good predictions about our own teams losing. So we should have a pick'em show. That's that. But so I know that you guys apparently you guys aren't very big college basketball fans at all. Not anymore. But even even like the local majority of people still make a bracket. My like my mom. My mom who will not watch a single college basketball game for the entire year always makes a bracket and like. If you have significant others, most of the time, if you go to like your girlfriend and be like, hey, you should make a bracket, she'll be like, okay, that sounds cool. And then she'll pick her favorite mascots or whatever to win. <laughs> and so that's that's that's, that's why. Sexist. Yeah, for real. I'm not trying to be sexist. I said most of the time. I didn't say in every circumstance. But that's what so my wife will do. What that's what my right. wife will do. Okay, thanks, Evan. You're making me sound like a just a terrible human being. Alex, you marry this man? Yes. So Dan, the sexist man over here. <laughs> that's got a jingle to it. That's that's a fantastic uh, nickname there. That's I do I do that for everything. In case you guys were wondering, whenever I get made fun of, I'm like, oh, I'm just you know Dan the man who farts or Dan the guy who farts man. At least you're not the guy or the diarrhea like Gary. Yeah, like Gary. That's sorry, that was right. random. That's, that's a, okay. No, well, it's Dan the you'll diarrhea hear that. man. You'll, it's, it's a, a it's a Paul Blart. That's a it's tease. A, that's a tease for later it's on a Paul Blart in the later. show. You don't want to hear it's that. I know. I get. I get it. So okay. I was confused though because I thought we were we were talking like playoff systems. I thought we were talking just the pro sports and baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Oh, hockey's great. Hockey, hockey playoffs is really really good because they also kind of incorporated that that bracket system that they do, Mm -hmm. and people just fall in love with it. And part of the thing that makes hockey so great when it comes to playoff time is that there is so much parity in hockey. Like. Yeah. Eight seeds will upset one seeds regularly in a seven-game series. Yeah, all it takes is one puck to take a lucky bounce, and you win a game. Exactly. I don't know much about hockey. Mm, apparently not. Well, it's like— Just play NHL a few a few times I used to when I was a kid, but yeah. not recently. No, I see, I watch occasionally. I'm a Red Wings fan, so like they're really bad, so it's hard to watch them. Um, yeah, now you guys are sponsored by New Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, but have you see, I love that, that bottle, Terrible though. I, I tweeted it out uh, at Dan Plucker. There's a picture of the new Amsterdam bottle, and it looks sweet. It's like the color hey, of the ice. Have you guys had Pink Whitney see yet? a lot of that Pink Whitney? Here. No, I haven't. It's the new Amsterdam vodka that's like pink lemonade vodka. Uh-huh. So, so good. I don't Is it? I don't drink vodka. It's so good. Okay. You can drink it, like, straight. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it, like, high ABV? Yeah, it'll get you messed up. Okay. Not a vodka guy. Sorry. Crazy. Bad, like bad memories. Anyway, I just want to get it for the bottle because I think the bottle's sweet. So oh, yeah. my, my uncle actually just texted me. and He's like, hey, we're going to Michigan. They live in Milwaukee, but they go to Michigan regularly. He's like, we're going to Michigan in two weeks. If you want me to pick up a bottle for you, I will. And I was like, oh, oh. 
Thank you, Uncle Mark. Now, we should mention you are above 21, so I am not, above 21. Not You're right. You Thank you. That is, that is a good good thing for you to say. Who knows? Maybe we have some cop listening to our show, like Irv. I think Irv's a cop. Does Irv listen to the oh, show? Yeah, he I is. don't know if he does, but he calls into the big yeah. show. So no, shout out right. to Irv um, for listening to the big show and be a, being a faithful fan of the big show and then the baseball postgame show, because right. and Timmy are buds, too. So we all anyway. All right, now baseball. Can I just segue something real quick? Yes. Yeah. Paul Blart. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad that you're buying in. I'm trying to. It's really well, tough. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> but the the proposed changes, I'm not convinced that they're an actual idea. No. I think it's something Manfred was doing to distract oh. from the Astros. 100%, 100% agree. I'm glad you brought that up. Definitely agree. That. Um, but what I do think is a major flaw of... The baseball playoffs the is wild the card. wild card game. Yep. That, um, that was the only thing I liked is, about that proposal. It is a mess because, I mean, you play all these games and then you get one game to prove yourself. It's like, a 162-game season. It should not come down to one game right. like that. Mm-hmm. It, every series that you play during the season is two, three, or four games long. Yeah. You mean to tell me you can't even make a playoff series three games? Right. It You'll should make be three, more money. five, seven. Yeah. So guess what? You cut out 10 games. You go to 152 games or 154 or whatever. You play an extra two or three games in the playoffs. You make more money that way. You get more playoff baseball. And you're not screwing over a team that's played 162 games just to get screwed in that last right. game. Right. I mean, I would and have that's, loved to that's, see a three-game series between the Nationals and Brewers. That would have been exactly really what I would have just said. Man. Because I mean, that that one game was awesome. Yeah. It just it just now, the ball bounced the wrong way for the Brewers, and they lost. But if that was yeah. a three-game series, quite honestly, they could have won. Now, two years ago, Brewers, I mean, Cubs and Rockies, eh, maybe not so much. That wasn't a very yeah. good game. Yeah. Yes. Because we all know how bad that Rockies team was. But I don't know. I that's that's my biggest problem with baseball right now is just that. That wild card game is just a mess. See, but it's different in football because football is football. You you get one game. Yeah, it's not it's not a series every single time that you play. Right. And so football, yeah, football is fine. NBA, I have a slight problem with the NBA. It's long because it's yeah. long. The one versus eight seed is garbage because that it literally means nothing. It literally means nothing in today's NBA. There's there's no parity in the NBA. No. It should be the top. Uh, if any, I think there's more parity this year than there has been. In a long time. Yeah. Okay, but do you think that the Magic the or the Nets are going to compete with the Bucks? No. No. No, it's not going to be close. The Bucks are going to win in four. And yeah. that's what happened last the last couple of years with yeah, Golden State and whoever they played. And it's 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 it should be six teams in the playoffs, but I get the whole I think it should be six teams in either conference. I think we talked about this last week on the podcast, is that like baseball, I wish basketball could just do a best of five in the first round. Yeah, okay. that and first the, round doesn't need to be long. And then the rest right. of them and then the rest That's, of them can just be That out actually of seven. makes a lot of sense. It, so, that would be my only tweak to the NBA playoffs, and if it was like that, I think the NBA playoffs would be my favorite. Okay. That's I fair. I agree. And I mean, a lot of people complain that it's so long because yes, the season ends mid-April and then the actual season after the finals ends in like mid-June. Yeah. But that means you get 2 months of high-level basketball. Right. Now, sure the first couple of weeks aren't that great cuz it's the like one versus eight, but then you get a really good four versus five or a three versus six. Mm-hmm. And then you, as you move on, you get these just straight up intense games. Like every single game looks like the fourth quarter of the all-star game. It might not be the prettiest basketball, but it's intense basketball. Sure. So I'm, I'm a fan of that. The problem is, yeah, that first round is probably a little too long. Yeah. That's why I like college basketball because every game is super intense because if you lose, you're done. And so that's, that's, that's that. But mm-hmm. NFL, that's the one, that's the big one that, that, uh, Actually, looks like 
could be potential serious changes to the NFL schedule and their playoff system. So let's move on to that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of adding more teams to the playoffs, personally. I think that having just the top seed get a bye is a great idea. I think that more playoff teams is always good. So seven in each conference, I think that's that's a good safe number because I think yeah. you still need to have something that somebody's playing for with a bye with yeah. for that number one um, seed. Because if you had eight teams in either conference, it would just be like, well, we're in the playoffs. Why why should we, you know, why why should we not rest all of our starters? Because there's no benefit of us going even further. So right. to keep that incentive, to keep playing your best players, to to be afraid of losing that bye, is huge. I'm very torn on getting that extra team in there because I saw a funny uh, meme on Twitter a couple of days ago where it was like Jeff Fisher. Now that you know he can, yeah, that my boy, an eight and eight team can coach. get in the playoffs. I'm very torn on that because I'm just thinking, uh, who in the NFC this year was like in the playoff picture but just missed out? I thought there was another the team. Rams. The Rams, yeah, were close. The Rams, I kind of would have liked to see in the playoffs, but. I mean, they I were in the know. Super Bowl last I year. I mean, well, and they said it was funny because or I mean, the Cowboys maybe if they somehow figured nah. it out. But like, because as this has been uh, announced before, I'm a Lions fan, and so I sorry. like this because it's more potential for the Lions to make the playoffs. No. And I actually uh, read Keep an article. I actually read an article where it said that over the last like seven years, the Lions would have made the playoffs two or three times, um, mm. just if this rule had changed. Okay, and so it's like well. Because the Lions are always a team that's kind of close to being there, and so it, it gives more incentive for the Lions to keep pushing. Like for the rest, of, for for the last five games of the season, I want to say Matthew Stafford probably could have played football. Yeah, and he didn't. So which was smart, right? Um, right, it, it was smart. Back and was scary. It, definitely a scary injury. And now the Lions have a top three pick, but they kind of tanked. Like you know, there there was a potential there that if he would have come Tanking back for Tua. Let's not get started. If on he that. if he wants to go there, um, let's not get. Sounds started. like he doesn't even let's, want to go let's there. Let's not get started on that. So it gives the team teams like the Lions, like the Browns of the world, like the Dolphins, more of a incentive to continue to push for the playoffs hmm. rather than just sit and die and lose. That's okay. interesting. I didn't think about that. The one thing I do like about this whole playoff thing you guys touched on earlier is the only one, only the top seed to get the bye. Because I, I, I love the NFL playoffs the way it is right now. I wouldn't really change much, but if I could do one thing, it would to be eliminate that second team getting the bye. Because it kind of it just makes me feel like yeah, you didn't really deserve it. See, but know. but you guys don't think the Packers deserved a bye this year? No, absolutely not. No, but it was very fortunate that we got that bye. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I was listening to the Part of My Take podcast, because I love that podcast, and they were talking about the rule changes, and I, I agree with Big Cat when he says that it almost it makes you want to be okay with mediocrity, because there are a lot of owners in the NFL that are content with not winning a Super Bowl. They, you know, they're not going out and actively making the changes needed to be competing. If If teams are... There are some teams like, you know, I guess the Redskins, the the Bengals, the even the Browns maybe that they're okay with being 8-8. Eight and eight. Sometimes they'll sneak into the playoffs. They're really not doing much. See, but the thing is, some of these teams, they're just going to be content with getting a playoff appearance every, like, three years. And I don't think that's what you should be trying to 
I guess, aim for. But it gives those teams also a chance, I guess, is kind of where I come from. I get that the whole mediocrity team, and it could it could lull, lull owners. Wow, lull owners. I still can't even say it. It's all right. Lull come back from vacation. owners to have that sort of mindset. But I think that it's going to be more along the lines of, oh, we've been there now for three years in a row at 8-8. Eight and eight. Maybe we can actually win a Super Bowl. Because I think that it's a, a loser's mindset. I think it's mm-hmm. a mentality of the owners where they're just like, well, right now we don't have that guy that's going to help us push to the playoffs. So if we make the playoffs, cool, but if not, or to a Super Bowl. So if we make the playoffs, cool, but if not, it's, I mean, we make money. But the, the thing that I compare it to is the Bucks of the mid-2000s with Herb Cole where they're, they were shooting for an eight seed. Yeah. They didn't expect to do anything in the playoffs. They just didn't want to be a bad team. They just Their only goal was to make the playoffs, and then they got bounced in every single playoffs because their best player was Brandon Jennings, and he was shooting 32% from the field. And that's it's it's a, a dangerous mindset. But football is so in. much different because it's it not is. A, just, it's not a seven game series. It's a one game. It's a one game playoff. Mm-hmm. So if you if you win, you continue. And so it's it's all about getting hot. Even even the best teams. Even I mean, this year like was a little t- like different a because like the 49, right? Tennessee, exactly. Yep. Because Tennessee, I mean, they 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 kind of have that mindset over the last couple of years where they're kind of okay sitting around the eight wins. Nine wins a season, and look what happens. They made it all the way to the AFC Championship game. So I think it gives more teams a chance rather than the latter of mediocrity. So I, I would agree with that. Are we, are we for it or are we against I'm it? I'm for it. I'm for it. What do you guys think about expanding the season, like adding See, a game or two? I'm fine with it. I, I don't from a player perspective, I would hate it. There's better, no way I'm doing if it. If they but, add any more games, there better be another bye week. See, I think either they need to add another bye week or – uh, the preseason's two weeks. If they don't add well, another bye week, the, the you're gonna pro- you're gonna pro- see players just continue. The proposed the take proposed change right now is three preseason games right. and then seventeen games. But I they say, still need to add a, a another bye. That's not, yeah, it's not enough. See, either either what they do is they do a two week preseason where which that almost wouldn't be enough, and it's bad for the the fringe players that use the preseason to well, make and, the roster. And Andrew Brandt put this perfectly. He was on the big show the other day, former CFO of the Packers, and mm-hmm. he said that the players are represented fairly well, the owners are obviously represented through the NFL, but the coaches basically just get crapped on with all of this. Yeah, because they have no say in what's happening right now. So right now. Basically, the proposed changes are they have they get to show up later for training camp, and they cut out a preseason game. So from a coach's mindset, so you bad. have less yeah. time to prefer, prepare for the season, which means lower quality football potentially, yeah. which yeah. is bad all, for the NFL. All the, all the coaches want is like a couple extra weeks in the preseason with pads on with his players to like get through that offense to so you don't have figure starts out what like, he has. Yeah, so you don't have starts like the Packers this year. The coach's whole job is based on their performance that is the only thing that matters you win games or you lose games there's nothing in between right and your your whole career is based on your record like mike mccarthy obviously has a great record but he had two losing seasons in a row so he got fired and i mean there are obviously other troubles but but that's the thing because it's all about your record when it comes to coaching and they are being put in worse and worse situations with every new CBA because all that the owners and all the players are worried about is making money and not performing on the field, which just makes it it just makes it impossible for coaches to do anything. So I agree. So seventeen games is a no-no. 
I I like it because I'm a fan because they get I'm to not, play games. If you're gonna do if, if you're not gonna do the playoffs, sure, do 17 games. But if you're gonna do the play, new playoff format, don't do 17. Okay. So now, what one if, or what if, one or the other? What That's if they saying. what if they add an extra bye week? If they add an extra bye week, sure. But I just the, I just think the players are just gonna be so against it because you're Even gonna an see extra bye week. Oh well, with the extra bye week maybe, but I just don't see them doing that. I don't know. What That's just me. So, uh, what am I are we doing at our our sad Lions thing for Daniel now? Talking about the NFL. Oh, yeah, because we kind of teased it earlier in the <laughs> segment. Let's just get it. Oh, let's just get it so, over with. Oh, what did I just miss? Uh, well, Darius, Some nothing did, yet. No, nothing yet. Did so, he get traded? So Jalen Ramsey tweeted at. Slay after the Tyson Fury fight last night, and they were talking about the fight. And then Ramsey basically was like, "Yo, Darius, you should come join me in L.A." He's trying to recruit and, everybody. And though, Darius this Slay said, "If it happens, it happens." On Twitter, what do the Rams have to give up? They traded all their draft picks for Ramsey, right? But but some. <sighs> well, Dar- so I saw something the other day. I don't remember. It was one of the NFL Network guys said that. The Lions would take a day two draft pick for Darius Lay. Wow, that's such an insult. Wow. And I was, I was. So, yeah, you leave for a week and your best defender is getting shopped around. They caught your second best defensive player in Snacks Harrison. And there's more movement for Tua being drafted by the Lions. And rumors of Tua, if he was drafted by the Lions, not wanting to even go to Detroit. This is why the Lions are. One of the worst franchises in the Dan, NFL. Dan, <laughs> I have some good news for you, though. What? Detroit just beat UWM 79-73. Oh, thank you for that. When did Detroit... The Detroit Mercy? Well, it says they're the Titans. Oh. When did they change their name from the Mercy? I don't know. I was going to ask you that, because you're a Detroit guy. Well, I'm not a University of Detroit guy. You should but, be. They just yeah. beat UWM. They destroyed everything. They just beat the juggernaut... <sighs> you're even a Red, even a Red Wing the juggernaut, the juggernaut powerhouse UWM basketball team. It's just... Guys, it's, Come on, it's stop it. My pinky has more school spirit than UWM. It's so hard that being. Sucks. We, hey, my freshman year, we had a ton of yeah. school. We spirit. had uh, Tony Allen's brother, Brian Allen. Oh, that was like really? a couple years before we were freshmen. Yeah, that was before me. My year it was the the year we won twenty games. It was Rob Jeter's last as coach. Yeah, Made had the a great team with they? no. Oh, uh, they should have, but that was I. Mm, I'm gonna say some potty words about Amanda Braun, so I can't. <laughs> our our AD was really I mean she's the worst AD in sports. So you're Lions. Yeah. Yeah, the Lions. Keep, um keep how do you get from How crossing. do you get back to uh the playoffs? Well, how do you just establish a culture? Calvin what, so, what are you doing? Are you getting rid of Stafford after is, next season or I, no? So I am on the fence with drafting Tua. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. if the Lions draft Tua, I'm okay with it. But the one thing you do not do is keep both Tua and Stafford. Yeah. So if you draft Tua, you are automatically trading Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you're trading Matthew Stafford to the Chargers or the Dolphins and for, his value, uh, for, for the first round his pick. His value drops. So we were discussing this on the big show. As and soon so as you, that Slay so, news broke, did you see the you've seen Stafford's contract, I'm assuming, right? Yes. His cap hit after twenty twenty one? Mm-hmm. Thirty three million. Yeah, it's a lot of money. This so, season, nineteen million. So the thing is, if you're going to draft Tua, you need to trade Stafford before the draft. I would agree. You like now. Yeah. If if the plan is to draft Tua Tagovailoa, you're trading Stafford pretty much right now to either the Dolphins or the Chargers for their top round pick or the Panthers. I don't. I, I guess, don't think too. you would get a first round pick for him. I think you no. would. 
I think you would. I think he with would. with that contract, I don't think so. And his injury history. No, yeah. I think you would. Anyway, it's it's either remember, be a first remember or... when uh, you got a first for Andre Drummond. Shut up. We're not talking about the Pistons <laughs> right now. We're talking about the Lions. <laughs> so. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, somebody simulated short, that trade on 2K, and it said the the owner on 2K, the computer was like, I don't know, just I don't, know, I can't think of the word, yeah, but just like he said that there's no way we take this deal. Yeah, right. pretty much. And then <laughs> Ed, Ed Stefanski also said that he could have traded Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson, but there's no value in second round picks in the mid 40s Oh, stop it! He 100 <laughs> percent stop said that. it. So it's better to just buy out players and get absolutely nothing than get second round picks. Guess so basically, what? you trade three of those forty, like forty to forty five picks, you get the thirty second pick. So here's what I so I want you to, I want you to Danny tell me Ames how you think of this. Because this is second round picks. This is what Thank I think the Lions should do. I think right, tell you me ride Stafford for one more year. You'd ride him for more than that, but that's okay. Continue. Well, yeah, okay, but just assuming that, let's just think of this year. So you you go with Stafford for this year. Mm-hmm. I think you wait for a quarterback next year's draft because I think it's going to be a little more deep after. I don't even know about Tua because it's such a you know, such a question mark with injuries. Well, yeah, and all what that. happens if his hip just isn't See, healthy? Yeah. Do you want to hear my ideal? world? I don't believe world? in Herbert either. No. Do you want to hear my ideal world? This is. A pinnacle of happiness for Dan as a Lions fan. Uh, the Redskins pass on Chase Young. No, this is it. Ready? Keep Stafford. Extend Slay. Trade back. Extend to, Trade back from three to five. Draft Jeffrey Okuda at five. They There's no reason that the Lions should keep the number three pick. I don't get why you think like drafting the best corner in the draft is going to get you... Kickstarting back. To well, work, because Slay has had no help his entire career, and with yeah. that kind of help in the secondary, because I think Okuda is going to be really. But then good. you traded away Quandre Diggs too. Well, right year. for a fourth round pick. So I just like, I have no idea what you're trying well. to do in the secondary. I don't. I don't know what the path is for the Lions right now. But this is. But that's that's what would make me really happy because the Lions would get draft capital from the Dolphins, who would get suckered into trading for Tua Tagovailoa. So they'd get obviously five, and then. Something else, whether it be a second or third or fourth round pick over the next two, three years. And so Dolphins get their guy. Lions can still draft Okuda at five. Or if he's no well, longer there. If you're dropping down to five, you better get at least one of the Dolphins' other first round picks. That could also be true. Like so you 18, could get two first round yeah. picks. Yeah. So then you get Okuda. And I love Simmons from Clemson, the linebacker, if he's still there. Yeah. Or... Honestly, the Lions kind of need wide receiver help too. So CD Lamb or that'd be a nice pair of Galladay or Judy, right? Exactly. And you so, saw Marvin. Like, you like saw a, Marvin Jones signed for another so year, right? You get Matt. You keep Matthew Stafford. You add a weapon for him on and you the get offensive side Slay of the ball, some help. and you get Slay some help on defense while extending Slay. That is just would that would make that, me so happy. It sounds happy. too good. It to sounds be true. too good to be true, right? They'll find some way to screw it up. Because they're the Detroit Lions. They'll draft Tua at three. They won't get any other draft capital. They'll keep both Stafford and Tua for a couple of years, and then Stafford's value will plummet because he's just going to be a huge contract and he's not even a starting quarterback anymore. And then Darius Slay will leave because they're not winning, and he'll want to be traded, and they'll get like a third-round pick for him, and I will just die. Because unlike the Redskins, the culture is not damn good. (laughs) Oh, so... Basically, guys, this is ready. Are you ready for my Paul Blart? Yes. I'm gonna hit you with my Paul Blart Segway. here. Segway. It's really hard being a Lions fan. Oh yeah. But you know what's not hard? The stuff coming out of Gary Ellerson's butt. We'll tell you more right after this. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs>
It's Chuck and Bud. That's the name of our team, and they will win with an effort supreme because they broadcast the professional way, and that's why we from Chuck and Bud. All right, we're back. It is Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan On Demand. I'm Dan Plucker alongside Evan Heffelfinger and Sam Schmidt. All of our listeners now do not have headphones because you just blew them out. Yep, you're welcome. Uh, that was that was a special gift from me to you. And speaking of special gifts, uh, we are now on to our favoritist, our most favoritist segment of the show. Wow, what a vocabulary. <sighs> and uh, beautiful. It's the best moments on the fan this week, but usually the best just means the funniest. And it's actually just always the funniest moments on the fan. Uh, so this is our favorite time of the show because we hardly talk. It's mostly just, uh, you know, playing things from the big boys. You doing know who else the is real things in the big leagues. Who's? Anthony Mandela. Oh. I don't know that for sure. Nice. It, it's, you got to drop his name. I talked to him this week. Did you? Yeah. I hope it went well. He was, uh, he was having some fun at Bill's expense. Nice. Well, we'll have a little bit of fun at Bill's expense uh, in the number one, but let's start with number three here, where we had not one, but two back-to-back callers on Chuck and Winkler. Swear. It's, you're not going to want to miss, miss this. 414-799-1250. Chuck and Bud. That's the name of our team, and they will win with an effort supreme, because they broadcast the professional way, and that's why we... Chuck the most polarizing man in Milwaukee radio. It's Singing Dick. What's up? Hey, you guys just got to quit worrying about the Brewers because they are going to come together and we're taking it all this year. All right? The Bucks are a hot topic. Really big hot topic. They're going all the way. Both of them. It's going to be unbelievable. And I, you know what? I love your guys' opinions in the morning, but don't be <laughs> out of the Brewers' payroll. It's tiny grand. It's Dick, Dick, what Dick, are you doing? You can't doing? swear. Come on. Dick. Dick, you got to. That's the ban. Lifetime, too. I was actually considering the lifetime See, ban. I mean, some regardless. of these guys you like to think are pretty smart. Come on. Okay. But uh, you know you know, you can't say that word on the radio. You know, it, it wasn't like it slipped out, either. You can't say that. I'm not getting this call because, it, like, then, then they call and apologize to me, and... I don't. I do not accept these apologies. No, In fact, because you you shouldn't be smarter than that. You're right. I mean, I, you, I mean, not you. I'm saying the callers. No, I, I, I would. I, I, you know, I didn't even want to do that, regardless of what was going to go on, because the songs make me want to bash my head into the wall. Personally. Oh, come on! It's singing dick. Yeah, no. Check my Twitter. I just put out a fire tweet about singing dick. Oh man! All right. I thought it was swinging dick. Is singing dick? I thought you singing. said SW. I don't know if I can say that. Okay. <laughs> not, the, not that you were saying the whole time. Singing. Now he's SW. Singing. Swearing dick. Yeah. It's Chuck and Winkler served up by Perkins on the fan. 414-799-1250. Martinez is in Port Washington. What's up, Martinez? Uh, what's up? Y'all can hear me clear? Oh, oh God, you yes. sound so good. Okay, good, because I got headphones in. I got to try to call y'all more. Um, First of all, after the comments he said about L.A., I don't think that he's going to go. I think Giannis is still naive to the media stuff. They, like, baited him with that question, like, would you, you know, play with your brother? He, and they knew he had the brother in L.A., so it was like, well, he's going to answer this question. We can use a soundbite say Giannis would go to L.A. You know, it's just a bunch of bull. But now I'm going to go to the other side. Now, all this stuff Giannis said he wants to, 
stay in Milwaukee. He wanted to win a championship. He wanted his name up there. Now, if he leaves and goes to a big market like L.A. or New York, then he would be the most hated person ever in the state of Wisconsin because Bucks fans, we don't really get much. You know, we get players that we know that don't want to be here. They just here because they got traded here or got drafted. And then they're thinking about leaving right away, no matter what they say. Giannis came from Greece. You know, he's not used to the AAU some stuff. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. Guys, come on. God, again? What are we doing? We're done. What are we doing? I mean, do we take any more calls today? Are we just that? Are we like that? Well, you guys know my favorite show is The Rules. Well, we got uh, back-to-back callers of guys who've dropped that swear Parkinson, word. McNeil, they don't take calls. Mm. I'm done with them today. I, if you guys want to screen those, you can. That's my guy, too, so I don't want to give the and I know, I, know, I don't want to give the lifetime ban to Martinez. No, and I know you guys don't mean to do it on purpose. Are we just so talk, comfortable talk to, to us, talk to? Talk to us like you would talk to your priest or your pastor. You wouldn't swear that way in front of either one of those guys. It's the end of an era. Oh, no more uh, singing whatever his name is. Dick. Singing Dick. We, we played one of his songs a couple weeks ago. We did. Oh, Not man. Not swinging Dick, singing Dick. Yep. Make sure you make that <laughs> distinction. I, I cannot believe that Chuck said that on air, too. That was That's so probably yeah. the, that funniest was the funniest part of the, part of the entire of the whole thing. Right. It's not the people swearing bag to bag. It's the, <laughs> the swinging dick. <laughs> uh, but oh, really, though, Chuck it is it is sad because it's the end of an era because we had some great uh, musical bites. Breaking news on the fan brought to you by Five Hour Energy. With no. Two, two the Brewers have given flavors. up their first run of the season. Radio.com Sports. And... Uh, Five Hour Energy, and indeed, not anymore. It's indeed now. It, yeah, it's no. Five Hour Energy was the one for last. Like it they just put it changed the, again. Like check your emails, Evan. Friday, Friday night. Are you kidding? Friday me? night, Sparky sent an email at like eight thirty. Well, okay, so it's, it's brought indeed. to you by Indeed. Uh, San Diego Padres have scored the first run against the Brewers, uh, and it was on a walk. Bases loaded. Guess who scored? Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham. And guess who's on the mound? Zach Davies. And Eric for Lauer the Brewers. In, a, in a couple uh, innings. Eric Anderson Lauer. is on the mound, I thought, for the Brewers. Yes, but Eric Lauer will be pitching an inning in this okay. game. Now, to get this back way. on track. Oh, they just scored again. Ground out to third. Cronenworth of the Brewer, of the Padres. So it's 2 nothing. Second clip. Um, well, hold on. All right, you ready for this, Paul Blart, this little segue? Yes. Let's hit him the score of that Brewers game is poopy. <laughs> and so is this next clip. 20, 20 to 30 diet oh. cokes a day. How you do that? How is your stomach survive? You ever seen Coke on like rust or anything? Like, yeah, I don't know. How and you diet do that. Coke? There is no. I mean, Chuck Freeman is a big diet Coke guy and Coke yeah. Zero guy. Sure. I don't think he's drinking that much. I mean, 20 you know, to 30? Well, he's cut down since he's got that. I don't chewables. know. I, yeah, true. Yeah, those, yeah, those are better than diet I don't Coke. know how you do that, though. I, That's a wouldn't lot. Wouldn't your teeth man. just be gone? That, too. I don't That's know. That's impressive. You know, that's not impressive. That's crazy. you know. I think I think the worst thing I do. I mean, I, I probably have two cups a day. If I get, I'm awful with coffee. Yeah, if I get like m- more than two, maybe three. If I get into three cups a day, mm-hmm. I get a little diarrhea. Sure. And so I that cuts me back. That that's what's wrong with those last days that you you did you tell Mitch I was a little sick. That's I had too many cups of coffee. I mean, it didn't loosen me it, up. It maybe. just runs through you. Yeah. And but it paves the way. It's part right. Of it. So. That's just an incredible clip of Gary being Gary. Because not once, but twice this week, Gary was out of the studio for a solid hour sitting on the toilet. And I'm not even joking when I say that. 
And so the fact that he brought it up during the show on air, like it was it was out of left field, out of nowhere. So the the way that this got brought up is uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder was mm-hmm. last night, Saturday night. Awesome fight. It was great. Uh, if you missed it, you missed out on a lot. I'm sure. But Fury said that to train, he stopped drinking 20 to 30 Diet Cokes a day, which is what he had been doing. So we had a full-on discussion of what our crutches are when it comes to food and drinks on the big show. And Sparky admitted to drinking seven or eight sodas a day. And Billy admitted to drinking six to eight, I think it was six to eight, cups of coffee a day. And then Gary was like, well, if I got any more than two, then I'd, I'd have diarrhea. So it just came out of I love how field. Billy was so casual yeah. about it after that. He was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. Oh, well, yeah, I get you. Yeah. It was just like, what? Where did this come <laughs> hold from? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Rewind it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you can't just overlook that. Like, Billy didn't even laugh. It was just like, oh, 100%. Yeah, I have diarrhea, too. Well, it's like that promo where it's like, uh, we, we can't get go past that. Did you just, are you on the toilet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that played for a long time. It's back. It's back again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, actually, <laughs> so, I just I just kinda, deleted it from the rotator. I'm not even lying. Sparky kinda, told me to stop. Kind of smells nice. Oh, it's it so good. That smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great promo. I was an intern back in those days when that one was when that one was playing the first time. I was I was an intern the day that happened. Mm. Uh, caller on the big show. That would have been number one for several weeks in a row if it oh, happened absolutely. today. Um, yeah, it was just some random dude that called into the big show for the very first time and he flushed the toilet while he was on air and Brutal. everybody So it. casual. It was very casual. Are and you so on the they, toilet? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just gold. Uh, but you know what's even more gold is uh, when Bill Michaels tries to get inspirational. And um, that's that's kind of what happens right here in this next clip. So, yes, you would love to be in a celebratory locker room. Yes, you'd love to be sprayed with champagne. Yes, you would want to be there for the raising of the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Yes, of course. But there is also something to be said for... um, How do I put this? For the unbridled passion and enthusiasm of fans that brings you together. Were you there when Niger Morgan and that base knock that gives the Brewers the win against Arizona? Were you there for that? And it didn't matter if you were black or white. It didn't matter if you were an American or Mexican-American or an Asian-American. It didn't matter. I mean, that place erupted. There were people hugging people. It didn't matter the color, the race, the creed. It didn't matter your sexual orientation. It didn't matter because you were just Brewers fans. There's something to be said for being a part of that atmosphere. So, you, yeah, you want to be sprayed in the face with champagne. But you also want to be doused in beer, you know? You want to be jumping into the streets and allow that celebration to linger on and on and on and... Anybody and everybody you see, it, it doesn't matter. You're not strangers anymore. You're all fans. You're high-fiving. There's something to be said for that. More of the Bill Michael Show next. I don't know about you guys, but I feel motivated. <laughs> I feel ready to kick this next week's ass. When I get back in Milwaukee, I'm just going to find the first just person I see and hug him. All this camaraderie. All I mean, we are Milwaukee. It's like at the beginning of a Bucks game. They say, we are Fox Sports. We are Wisconsin. And that's how I feel after listening to oh, that man. clip. And guys, you know what? Doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, American, <laughs> Mexican American, Asian, <laughs> Indian, 
All that matters gay, is that you straight, like sports. And that you love our podcast. Because everybody that, loves our podcast. And that you're not a dumbass. Right. So, Milwaukee, just, just one last reminder for you in this show. Just please don't be a dumbass. All right. As they say in Canada, you see. Time for us to go. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah! <laughs>